With government in turmoil, thanks to a lapse in appropriations, you'd think one of the first things to break would be cybersecurity. Turns out that was not the case. In fact, in some respects, cybersecurity improved. With details on the findings of a company who measured cyber metrics during the shutdown, Alex Hyde, Chief Research and Development Officer at Security Scorecard. Mr. Hyde, good to have you on. Likewise. Thank you for having me on today. Tell us the bottom line first. How did cybersecurity overall fare during the shutdown? So overall, what we saw was an actual increase in the cybersecurity hygiene of the federal government. Of the three categories that we measured, we looked at network security, which is the external network infrastructure of the federal government. We looked at patching cadence, which refers to the speed at which they're implementing updates. And we looked at endpoint security, which refers to the actual workstations and devices. So while we saw a slight dip in network security, we saw an increase in score for endpoints and patching cadence. And that essentially means we determined there were less people on the network. So there were less chances of infection and less people causing problems on the network because the users end up causing their problems. And what's more, whatever skeleton crews that were in place were actively implementing updates to kind of but kind of play catch up and make sure that things kind of stayed online. Let's talk about the SSL certificates first, the one area where things dipped a little bit. You said federal network security scores dropped as a result of expired SSL certificates. What are the dynamics there and what did you observe in detail? So, yes, that is correct. We looked at the network security, uh, specifically SSL certificates, uh, in order to confirm or refute a lot of the other findings that had been coming out from information security firms that were stating that. And when we looked, we did find that while there was a slight increase in the number of expired SSL certificates that were discoverable during the shutdown, it was not any more than than usual. So there are thousands and thousands of government networks with certificates going up and coming down every day. So the expired certificates that were observed, it wasn't really outside the norm. But what the movements that did come outside the norm were the increases as it related to decrease in activity. And as these certificates expire in the normal course of things, what is the normal procedure for renewing them or replacing them? The normal procedure for renewing or replacing them is essentially the purchase and installation of a new certificate. So there are several different certificate authorities that exist, CA, Komodo, many different brands. And as long as there's a trusted authority in place, it essentially makes sure that the user has an encrypted tunnel between their computer and the website they're visiting. And when a certificate's expired, it's possible for an attacker to be able to basically use their own certificate without the user knowing because there's uh, there'd be no warning, uh, or the user presented with a warning and then they would accept it through the ex- expiration. So it's just, it's more of a it's, it's it's more of a hygiene issue, but it can cause security issues when chained up with other things. Can the acquisition and installation of new SSL certificates, can that be automated or is it generally automated? It can be, but it's still kind of tough. It's the type of thing that usually you want a network administrator to do simply because there's so many different things to configure. There is some that can be automated, but oftentimes you do need a person to kind of go through and check it all. Okay. We're speaking with Alex Hyde, Chief Research and Development Officer at Security Scorecard. You also report that patching rates improved, and that's really an odd one because government is usually dinged for being behind on patching their software. Indeed. So government is oftentimes in previous reports one of the slowest when it comes to implementing uh, implementing changes. And what we saw with a, a slight increase in patching cadence indicated to us that the skeleton crews that were available and working during the shutdown 
they had more time to be able to address uh, issues that had been perhaps uh, left by the wayside, or they and they had more ability, more bandwidth to be able to fix critical vulnerabilities that had kind of been emerging from the, the late last year to early this year. And we believe that to be because of the decrease in user traffic on the overall network. Uh, the administrators who were, might normally be tasked with managing users and the issues caused by all those users, the users weren't on the network. So they had the ability to actually focus on things that were broken and actually fix, focus on maintenance issues. Yeah, because uh, the shutdown lasted four patch Tuesdays of Microsoft alone, which means they could really jump on them because they didn't have a lot of other stuff to do, in other words. Indeed. And that, that was reflected within our uh, our endpoint scoring, which showed that there was a significantly less amount of traffic coming from government networks. And those and those would be the, the average end users, the ones who are opening emails, clicking links. And if they're, uh, and if they're not there to cause traffic or uh, generate activity or problems, then other issues can be addressed. And that gets to the idea of endpoint security did rise mainly because there were no endpoints. Correct. Indeed. And it kind of also kind of harkens to the to kind of the conservative or libertarian view of things where it's where less is more. It's more secure because there's less going on when it comes to government. Yeah, it also shows if there's no traffic, there's no one to hack. You can't you can't uh, spearfish someone if they're not checking their email or trick them to clicking a link if they're not on their on their government assigned computer. And what are the metrics that you look at? In other words, to say, well, it's safer for the endpoints. You simply count the number of endpoints active, or are there some quality of the em- so, endpoints that you look at? Sure. So the, the very the, the specific way that we're analyzing and measuring these endpoints is through what's known as their user agent string. So whenever a whenever a a person looks at a website and has and whenever a person visits a website on the internet, the browser will tell that website what operating system they're using and what version of the operating system and what web browser and what version of that web browser. So what we do is through partnerships with many different advertisement networks, we have a stream of traffic of IP address and user agents. And marketers will use this data to kind of assess, uh, to do ad targeting. And we use this data to look at the versions of software that's in use and then compare that with known existing vulnerabilities and and updates. So when it comes to, uh, when it came to this report, normally we see a lot of traffic coming from IP addresses that resolve to various .gov domains that will show uh, various outdated versions of Windows or uh, Edge or Internet Explorer even we'll still see. And during the shutdown, they just weren't there. They weren't online. They weren't browsing the web, and therefore they weren't serving up the impression traffic. Okay. And what is your overall assessment then? I mean, how would the government have compared to, say, industry in turmoil. Do we have any sense of that? Overall, government, when it compared to industry, the government has always been at the bottom of the pack. It's always, always struggled with cybersecurity. And it's, uh, and it, it kind of be comparing government to industry, the government will always, uh, will has traditionally always been far behind in regards to cybersecurity health, due, simply due to size, age, uh, resources, the ability, uh, the bureaucracy and red tape just associated with uh, the nature of government. So the so going forward from that, uh, it's it's interesting to see where a, a next shutdown might uh, might affect this, uh, especially since the first shutdown was 35 days, which when you compare to industry, even with industry enterprise security life cycles, 30 days is a pretty short period of time. Sometimes 
even the best companies will take up to 90 days to fix critical vulnerabilities. So it, it it's yet to be seen if a longer shutdown will have a, a more negative impact, um, but especially as it comes to network security. So it's um, it, it was just interesting because there's a the the typical enterprise security management life cycle is oftentimes 60 times to 90 days, 60 days to 90 days for uh, medium to high risk security issues, and the shutdown was only 30 days. So within those metrics that changed within that short period of time, it was still uh, somewhat of a dramatic swing, and it'll be quite interesting to see where that goes if the shutdown goes longer because that essentially creates a, a, a freeze condition uh, infosec management life cycle. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. Alex Hyde is Chief Research and Development Officer at Security Scorecard. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me on. Find a link to the findings and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.